she was defending her litter. He ordered a search to be made for the cubs. Now they lay in my lap, and how could I resist making a fuss of them? To my amazement, Patty, who was usually very jealous of any rival, soon came to nestle among them, and obviously accepted them as desirable companions. From that day onwards, the four became inseparable. It was two days before the cubs accepted their first milk. Then they could not get enough of it, and every two hours I had to warm it and clean the flexible rubber tube, which we'd taken from the wireless set to serve as a teat until we were able to get a proper baby's bottle. We'd sent at once to the nearest African market, which was about fifty miles away, not only for the teat, but also for cod liver oil, glucose, and cases of unsweetened milk. All the cubs were females. Even at this age, each had a definite character. The big one had a benevolent superiority and was generous towards the others. The second was a clown, always laughing and spanking her milk bottle with both her front paws as she drank, her eyes closed in bliss. I named her Lustica, which means the jolly one. The third cub was the weakling in size, but the pluckiest in spirit, and was always sent by the others to reconnoitre when something looked suspicious to them. I called her Elsa, because she reminded me of someone of that name. In the natural course of events, Elsa would probably have been the throwout of the pride. The average number of cubs in a litter is four, of which one usually dies soon after birth, and another is often too weak to be reared. It is for this reason that one usually sees only two cubs with a lioness. Their mother looks after them till they are two years old. For the first year, she provides their food. She regurgitates it, thus making it acceptable to them. During the second year, the cubs are allowed to take part in the hunting, but they get severely disciplined if they lose their self-control. Since at this time they are unable to kill on their own, they have to rely for their food on what may be left over from a kill by the full-grown lions of the pride. Nature's law is harsh, and lions have to learn the hard way from the beginning. The quartet, Patty and the three cubs, spent most of the day in the tent under my camp bed. This evidently seemed to them a safe place and the nearest thing they could find to their natural nursery. They were by nature house-trained and always took great care to reach the sand outside. There were a few accidents during the first days, but afterwards, on the rare occasions when a little pool disgraced their home, they meowed and made comical grimaces of disgust. In every way, they were wonderfully clean and had no smell except for a very pleasant one like honey, or was it cod liver oil? When, after two weeks, we returned to Isiolo, everyone came to see them. The cubs loved Europeans, and especially small children, but had a marked dislike of Africans. The only exception was a young Somali called Nuru. He was our garden boy. Now we appointed him guardian and lion-keeper-in-chief. The post pleased him, for it raised his social status. For twelve weeks, we kept the cubs on a diet of unsweetened milk, mixed with cod liver oil, glucose, bone meal, and a little salt. By now their eyes were fully opened, but they could not yet judge distances, 
and often missed their target. To help them over this difficulty, we gave them rubber balls and old inner tubes to play with. The latter were perfect for tug-of-war games. Indeed, anything made of rubber or that was soft and flexible fascinated them. They stalked each other, and us, from the earliest age, and knew by instinct how to do it properly. They always attacked from the rear. Keeping under cover, they crouched, then crept slowly towards the unsuspecting victim, until the final rush was made at flying speed, the attacker landing on the back of her quarry. Patty always wanted to be in the game, though as the cubs were soon three times her size, she took good care to avoid being squashed. If the cubs became too aggressive, she put them in their places by just turning round and facing them. I admired her spirit. For small as she was, it needed a lot of courage to convince them of her fearlessness.